0: everybody you are listening to chill chats podcast i'm your host kaylee and my cat banks is joining from my bookcase today thank you as always for tuning in i hope that you're having an amazing week and if you like this episode or if you like my podcast then share it with a friend it helps me out. So, as always, I am going to start by talking about this week's highs and lows. This week's low might come as no surprise to anybody in New York, but it is this heat wave that we are experiencing. The past few weeks have been miserable, as summer usually is in the city, but the last few days have just been brutal. It has been in the high 90s with extreme humidity. And I just feel so disgusting every single time that I go outside. So yeah, it's been pretty miserable. The heat is just unbearable. There's no escaping it. It feels like you have to come home and take a cold shower and sit in front of the AC to feel like you even remotely cool down. But honestly, it's just awful. And somehow every day I keep getting on the one subway car that doesn't have AC So when I go from this humid, hot environment into a very hot and steamy subway car, I literally feel like I'm dying. It has been miserable and I'm just ready for this heat wave to pass. I think we have a few more days of it and then we might be going back down into the 80s, which honestly I can deal with. It's just this 90 degree weather is, it's brutal. It's really, really bad and I'm not enjoying it. So I would definitely say that has been the biggest low for me in this past week. That said, though, my high this week is very exciting, and it's that I went to the beach. If you listened to my bucket list, the summer bucket list episode that I did a few weeks ago, then you will know that this was on my summer bucket list. And not only was this on my summer bucket list, but it was something I wouldn't shut up about. I love the beach, and so being able to finally go was so exciting. It was a beautiful day. It was kind of cloudy, actually, which meant that I got really badly sunburned. I feel like those overcast days are the worst. You always come home with the most terrible burn, even though I think I applied sunscreen three to four times. I had to take the ferry over to the beach and then take it back, and I think in that time in between, I just burned so badly. So I'm still recovering from that, but I'm so happy that I finally was able to get out of the city, get some fresh air, be at the ocean, my favorite place. And I just had a really good time. However, in the days after this, there has been multiple shark sightings. So I went to Rockaway Beach, which is just like an hour outside of the city. You can go there by ferry. It's a really nice beach for people that live in Manhattan because it's not super far you can get there by ferry, like I said, and it's just like a really nice escape. However, on Sunday, there was either a shark sighting or somebody got bit by a shark. This has been happening a lot in the Long Island beaches, and now it seems like it's starting to happen in the New York City area beaches. But since that's happened, there's been a few more since, and they've actually ended up shutting down the beaches till further notice because of this. But all I wanna say is we're heading into Shark Week. So I think this makes absolute sense that this is happening. But in all seriousness, I want to just take this moment to remind people that sharks are in the ocean and every time there's a shark sighting, people go crazy and they start asking questions like, why, why are there sharks near the beach? What is happening? Why are these shark attacks happening? And I just want to remind you that if you get into the ocean, you have a chance of running into a shark just like when you get into a car, you have the chance of getting into a car accident. Or if you go outside during a storm, you could get struck by lightning. These are all possibilities. All possibilities that are rare, but can happen. And it just makes me laugh when people freak out over the fact that there are sharks in the ocean where they live. But as a true reminder, The main reason that this is happening is because they need food. If sharks are on shore, that means that they can't find prey out at sea. So they come closer to the beach and to be honest, sharks don't like humans. Like at all. They don't think we taste good. If a shark tries to eat a human or bites a human, They spit it out pretty fast because we are not tasty to them. Instead, they just mistake us for seals or sea lions or turtles and we're really not what they want. So just as a general reminder, if you are going to the beach, just be aware that yes, there could be sharks. My best piece of advice is that if you know that there have been shark sightings or shark attacks in the area, stay out of the water. I took this risk because I knew that there had been shark sightings at beaches nearby where we were. And so the entire time we were at the beach, I was very mindful of how deep I was going in the ocean. I warned my boyfriend that they were happening. And I was just very aware of my surroundings. Obviously, a shark could bite me and it is what it is. I'm not really like that worried about it. But I just think be smart. And if you know that there are shark sightings or shark attacks, don't go to the beach or go to the beach but know that you're taking a risk and that it could happen but don't freak out about it it's been really funny seeing people freak out about it because you're at the ocean like i i don't know i've always had this thought in my mind that at any moment i could see a shark in the ocean the odds of it happening are pretty slim but i'm still at the beach anyways this wasn't meant to be an episode about sharks i do love sharks i actually appeared on shark week not to brag but i did appear on shark week And I could talk about that in a different episode. Needless to say, I just wanted to give that little disclaimer that I A, went to the beach, very exciting, but B, watch out for sharks, be smart in the ocean and know that shark attacks can happen, but they're probably not going to, so don't be worried about it. But all right, that's my shark talk of the day. So today's episode is all about routines and specifically the routines that I've tried and have failed at. I think it makes the most sense to start with my current routine. My current routine consists of me waking up in the morning, typically around like 8 a.m. and I spend the first hour of my morning doing normal morning things. I make breakfast, I make my bed, I brush my teeth, and wash my face, and then I get ready for my day, and I go super far to work. I have to commute a whole 10 feet to work because my work is from home, so I'm being very sarcastic. I don't have to go far at all. I just pretty much could turn over a bed and be at work if I really wanted to, but I choose to wake up early and get ready for the day because I always feel more human when I do that. Then my day consists of a mixture of working two jobs, one of which is just career-related for students. I walk students through career and internship opportunities for my school. My other job is a research assistant position, so I'll sometimes devote one to two hours a day working on tasks for that. I'm also a part of a different research lab where I will sometimes devote up to an hour a day doing stuff for that. And then the rest of my day is usually I'm meeting with clients for my internship or I'm doing classwork or I'm doing things for myself, such as sitting on my couch, scrolling through TikTok, going on a walk, maybe sometimes going to the beach or, you know, doing whatever I might spend my day doing. Then at night, I usually have a snack. It typically is in the form of ice cream because I love ice cream. And after I have my snack, I usually just chill. And then I get into bed after I do my night routine of showering, washing my face, brushing my teeth, and then I go to bed. Um, My bedtime varies. I will admit I'm not very good at going to bed at a specific time. Some nights I'll go to bed at 10, other nights I'll go to bed at 2. It kind of depends on when my boyfriend gets home from work and when I feel tired, which is, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but this is why I have a lot of failed routines. So as you can see, my routine, I would say, is pretty simple. There's not much to it. And I think those are the best routines. I find that when I try to add too much to a routine, I just can't stick with it. And that's exactly what has happened to me in the past. I want to go over one routine specifically that I had made for myself at the beginning of this year. I had determined that I was going to do this really, I want to say intense because it was intense for me, but it really wasn't probably that intense, but I wanted to do this kind of intense morning routine. I think I started this around late August, early September of last year. It was shortly after we moved to the city and around the time that I was starting my semester. And how it started is that I would wake up at 6 in the morning, yes, 6 a.m., I don't know why, because I'm not a morning person. So waking up at six A.M. was really not for me. But I did it either way. I woke up at six AM because I started classes by eight thirty. So I gave myself like two and a half hours to have an actual routine, not just, hey, here, get out of bed, brush your teeth, wash your face, have some breakfast and go to class. So what I did was I'd wake up at six AM and I'd spend the first five to ten minutes in bed stretching. I would just do gentle stretching, sitting in bed, not really forcing myself to get out of bed but just kind of waking up my body. I would then go and do my normal bathroom routine and from here I would grab a glass of water and I would journal. I would do this for about 10 to 20 minutes. I would put on some lo-fi beats which I absolutely love. They're very calming. I would put on my nice neon sign that I have and have a nice purple hue light bulb going. Making sure that my space was very zen, I wasn't forcing myself to wake up too early, but I kind of wanted to get my mind flowing. So I would take this time to drink a full glass of water and I would journal. I love journaling. I don't do it enough anymore. I think I talked about it in a different episode, but when I'm not in my semester, I have a tendency just to not really journal, which is a bad habit because I think it's really beneficial for me and I definitely should do it more. But what I would do in my journal is I would kind of reflect on my mood. I would reflect on how I was feeling. I would jot down things that were bothering me, things that were on my mind, things that were making me really happy, things I was looking forward to. I would also write out my to-do list. I would write out some affirmations for the day, things that I wanted to remember throughout the day, and I would list something that I was grateful for. I really liked doing this because I feel like the moment that I wake up, I worry about what I have to do and things that are going on and being able to just put it on paper is a nice way to just get those thoughts out and in a way, tell yourself to not think about them for the rest of the day because they're on paper. You refer to that paper for the rest of the day, but otherwise just let it be. So again, I would do this for a certain amount of time. I think it was somewhere around 15 minutes, but honestly, I might've done this for like 30 minutes. Either way, as soon as I was done with this and I finished my first glass of water, I would do a 15-minute yoga session. Now, I am not a flexible person by any means. Yoga is really not my thing. I do like yoga. I wish I was better at it, but I'm so not flexible that I find a lot of discomfort in doing a lot of the moves because I can't touch my toes or downward dog really hurts my back. like. I'm probably doing things wrong, but whatever. I would choose to do yoga for 15 minutes. And it was more so kind of like a morning stretch yoga. It wasn't anything too intensive, but what I really liked about this is that it got my body moving. However, unlike most people, I can't work out in the morning. I did this for a few years in college for track, and I always found it made me more tired, probably because on the days that I had morning workouts, it was a tempo workout, so I'd be waking up Going for a mile run and then working really hard for two hours doing intensive interval running. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of have this bad taste in my mouth with working out in the morning. It always made me more tired. So I liked the idea of doing yoga because it got my blood flowing, but it didn't exert too much adrenaline. It didn't make me feel tired. It didn't, it didn't really affect my day in any negative way. After I did yoga, I would then go and take a cold shower, like a really cold shower, which I don't know why I ever did this or how. This is definitely not something I'm good at doing. I'm like somebody that boils my skin off in showers, but I saw somewhere that having a cold shower in the morning was really good for you, so I would take a very quick cold shower, and as soon as I was done with that, I would get ready for my day, and then at this point, I would make breakfast. My breakfast every morning usually consists of a english muffin with almond butter and a smoothie. I really love having smoothies. I can't have coffee. It makes me super jittery and I just like I just don't have a very good reaction to the caffeine in coffee. So, I've never been a coffee person, but I found a few years ago that the effect most people have from coffee I have from drinking smoothies. So, I always feel really good after I have a smoothie in the morning. I'm not saying it energizes me through the day, but it gives me a good boost of energy in the morning because it's just a good healthy breakfast. And at this time, I usually am either preparing for my class or I was reading a book. And then the rest of the day, I was doing school and work. And that was kind of my morning routine. And this routine went really well for me. Like I honestly really liked it. This was especially at a time when I was going through a really weird and sad transitional period. This was in August of last year. So it was the first time that I wasn't returning to my college in four years. And it honestly was really hard. I was waking up every day feeling kind of sad, feeling like I was missing my quote unquote old life. And I was just struggling to adapt to this new life that I have to create for myself. So I liked having this routine because something about college that was consistent for me was my routine. No matter what I had going on, pretty much every day was similar in where I had to be and when I had to be there. Now that I don't have a sport, that my job is very consistent, and that my classes are really all that I have, I don't have that same routine. So now I had to create it for myself, which is why I think I created this morning routine. And I did it for, I did it for a week at least. But then after the first week, I think I skipped a few days. I found that waking up at 6am was just really exhausting. I mentioned that my boyfriend works really late sometimes. He sometimes doesn't get home till one or two in the morning and staying up till two in the morning and then trying to wake up at 6am for a morning routine was not going well. So I quickly got rid of that and I reverted to my old ways, which is my boring morning routine of absolute nothingness. (laughs) But I also at this time had a night routine. So during the day, like I said, I would work, I would do school. I was still working out at this time. I would try to go to the track and do a workout and then I face an injury. Go figure. That's the fun of getting old. And that stopped. And so whatever. Working out, I've gone back and forth with the routines too. But my night routine at this time started at 8 p.m. And what I would do is, starting at 8 p.m., which was shortly after dinner time, I would turn off my phone. I would mute all notifications. I put on like a bedtime routine thing where it blocks you from going onto apps. And I would do the same thing again. I would journal and then I would also pair this with some tea time. I made this tea called, I think it's called like blue moon milk. It's oat milk or any milk of your choice. You boil it and then you add, I think, nutmeg, cinnamon, ashwagandha powder. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. And butterfly pea powder. I I don't know. It's very like healthy guru type-esque milk. If you look it up on Pinterest, I promise you, you'll probably find it. It was something I found one time because it helped with stress and I tried it and I really felt like it had positive effects for me. I know drinking warm milk at night has positive effects in and of itself, but some of these different ingredients help with like alleviating muscle aches and pain. So I had drank it a few different times and at this time I was drinking it every night with my journaling and then after this I would meditate and stretch for about 30 minutes and then I would read. I would read right before I went to bed, that would be the last thing that I did and I was At this time, going to bed around 11 p.m. every night. And again, I really liked this routine. But as my semester went on, I found that this routine became really unattainable. I just couldn't do it every day. As much as I wanted to, there were some nights I had class till 10 p.m. And then trying to do this routine, even in a bridged version, just wasn't working out. I was in such a weird state after being in class till 10 that I just wanted to sit on my phone, watch a video, and then go to bed. So much like my other routine, this was quickly pushed to the wayside. And honestly, ever since I started this, I don't think I've done any routine since. I did try these again sometime in early spring. They went decently. I changed the morning routine from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I would kind of do the routine from like 8 to 10 because in the spring semester, I didn't really have anything before that time that definitely went a little better, but I still just, I was having a hard time waking up every morning for a routine. Whereas when I wake up at eight to go to work at nine, it's really easy for me because I know, okay, I have one hour. I know what I need to get done. And then I start work. When I wake up at 8am to get ready for something at a, like at 10, I just found it really challenging. And I don't know, I, I know a lot of people listening to this are probably like, I need four hours to get ready for my day. That's just never been me. I'm a very simple person getting ready. And I feel like if I'm up too long before I have something going on, I just make myself tired. And I usually sit down and spend my time incredibly unproductively. And so I just end up feeling more tired and lethargic throughout the day. And it just, it never goes well. So I usually try to leave myself as little bit of free time as possible in the morning so that I just start my day. That said though, these are not the only routines that I have failed at keeping. Similar to the night routine that I mentioned, I had done a different night routine last year in my senior year of college, which consisted, it was, it was kind of similar. I would turn off my phone I would journal for 30 minutes and then I would color for 30 minutes, which is a really fun activity that I recommend all adults do. Coloring is very therapeutic. It's very calming. It always put me in a good mood. I would usually journal first to kind of get the thoughts out and then again I would have like lo-fi yoga e beats on listening to some calming music in the background and I would just color for like 30 minutes. This was just really nice way to end my night because I feel like it was a happy blend of heading into the relaxing state of the night while still being productive. I think as somebody who works sometimes till 10 or 11 p.m., being able to color keeps my mind and arms and body moving, but slows me down. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how it kind of works for me. And then after I did this, I would again meditate and do yoga, and then I would typically just go to bed. That was kind of my general plan. And during this time, I was also drinking that tea. Also, I'll say that I picked up reading before bed sometime last summer because I had an internship that was pretty draining. It took a lot out of me during the day and when I would come home, I would be really tired but kind of strung from the things that I saw or did that day and reading right before I went to bed, even if it was like five pages, would always knock me out and I wasn't reading boring books. I was reading books that I was interested in and was engaged with but just the act of reading really put me in this nice calm zen space and I would then just fall asleep so easily. And it's something that I really try to do now, but because I have to do so much reading for school, I sometimes find it really hard to then want to read a different book or something that I actually want to read before bed because it just feels like I'm doing work all day long. Though I still have done it a few times this summer and I always feel like if Makes me feel really good. I always sleep really well whenever I read. So I have kind of kept that routine, but I don't know. It's not really a routine because I guess I haven't kept it that much. I don't do it every day. But with that, I feel like that's kind of the morning and night routines that I've tried before and have failed at. Beyond this, I've tried various different workout routines. Obviously, I was an athlete for 10 years, so my routine was whatever my coaches set out for me. And this past year, my workout routines have been all over the place. I have not been consistent at all. There was a two-week period where I was doing some workouts at home, and I really liked doing them. They focused on getting my body moving and building in some strength training without weights. I felt like this was a really good way just to get me back into a workout routine, and I honestly want to stick with it, and I want to go back to doing it, but so much started happening After the time that I took these classes to now that I hate to say it, but I prioritize everything other than working out when I'm in stressful situations, especially now that I don't have to prioritize working out and I can prioritize other things I choose to because for so long I would prioritize working out. I would be really stressed and I'd go and work out and the whole time I was working out, I'd be worried about what was going on. And that honestly leads to injuries and leads to other problems and you're just not going to perform as well. So I've just chosen the workout when you're able to. I try to move my body every day. I mentioned that I go on walks. I try to do that every day, though again, I've kind of foregone those walks too because of everything going on in my life. But working out is a hard one and I need to find a good workout routine again because I really do like just getting my body moving. I really miss it. When I was in Virginia, I was constantly going on hikes or doing outdoorsy things. And here in the city, I mostly am walking, which is still working out in my opinion, especially here with how fast I walk. I probably do get into like a cardio zone with my heart rate, but I don't know. I think overall right now, I definitely don't have any major routines. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think routines are very subjective to where you're at. I know that I've watched a lot of those what um, like what millionaires do every morning to be successful videos or like billionaires morning routines. And I love those videos because I find sometimes the routines to be so dramatic and so excessive that I'm like, there's no way you're doing that every day or there's no way you were doing that when you were in your 20s. Like it's one thing to say like, oh, I'm a 40 year old And I wake up at 4 a.m. every day because that's when I can work out. And then little Johnny wakes up by 6. Like, that's fine. That makes sense to me that like, yeah, your morning routine is going to start a little earlier because now you have somebody else that you also now have to prepare their morning routine for. But to say that a 20-year-old should wake up at 4 a.m., go on a 10-mile run or drink apple cider vinegar and then bathe in a ice bath. I just find those routines so silly because I don't personally feel like you need to do 10,000 things in the morning. I'm all for keeping it simple. I think making your bed is one of the best things that you can do every morning. I've always said this, but my reason for my belief in that is because when you make your bed every day, that's the one thing that at the end of the day you can say, well, you know what? Maybe today wasn't that productive. Maybe I'm not happy with what I got done today, but I made my bed. I woke up and I made my bed and at least if nothing else, I did that. And I know some people don't like making their beds or maybe you just can't make your bed because you're in a rush, but just try to do like one thing in the morning for yourself and try to keep it consistent. I know that they say that I think it takes 14 days for something to become a routine. Clearly. I have not made it to 14 days for many of my routines as they are not in my actual day to day routines. I have failed at that. I think for the most part, I make it to like day seven and then I'm like, okay, scrap that. We're not doing that. But in all seriousness, I don't think that routines are necessary. I think it varies person by person. Some people really function best when they have a rigidity to their morning or nighttime. I just think for myself, simplicity is key i loved that morning routine that i did at 6 a.m i genuinely did like waking up and just sitting at my desk watching the kind of morning glow seeing the sun start to rise hearing the birds chirp and hearing the city come alive there was something really unique about that Like I loved waking up and it just being very quiet and then by like 7 o'clock I started hearing things. I started hearing other people in my building come alive and it was just kind of like I watched the city come to life and I don't know. I mean it was really nice. I look back on that time and I'm kind of upset that I didn't make it a routine because I did really like it. However, I also remember how much of a struggle it was every day to stick to it, to try to wake up every morning at 6 a.m. and follow this routine. Just some days you're tired and some days you don't want to do a routine. Some days you just want to roll out of bed when you roll out of bed and just do the bare minimum. And that's totally fine. I see nothing wrong with it. I think, like I said, routines are very subjective to where you are in your life and at what you have going on. Again, for myself, I'm a student with a really wacky schedule. So having a routine every day is not that easy because my days are not the same. But for somebody that works nine to five every day, having morning and night routines might be nice because it gives you something to kind of look forward to every day. Something that is you time, something that kind of makes you feel alive or that winds you down and is good for you for your day. But I don't know. I think routines are fun. I think trying out new routines is refreshing I think that sometimes routines become really repetitive and can make days feel really long and I know for myself I've had moments where I'm like gosh every day is exactly the same and it becomes really exhausting so trying to mix up your routine and switch it up even if only for a week is fun because at least you get to try something new and you get to realize either A, wow, I really want to do that every single day, or you get to realize B, yeah, that's really not for me, which is waking up at 6 a.m. in my case. But yeah, I think that's kind of my routines that I've failed at. I'm not necessarily upset with myself for failing at these routines. I'm happy that I at least tried to add some structure into my life. But I think it's probably for the best that these routines are not a part of my day-to-day anymore. That said, I do hope someday down the road to implement some of these things back into my life, such as working out or implementing yoga. That was something that I did really enjoy and I've I've just given up on it because I am not flexible and I was getting frustrated and I don't think the point of yoga is to be frustrated, so maybe we'll try that again in a few years. But hopefully during this episode, you were able to reflect on your current routine, maybe think about how you started the routine that you have now, or maybe realize, hey, I hate my routine. I really want to mix it up and maybe I'll try some of the things that I said. But no matter what, hopefully you were able to reflect on some routines, think about some crazy routines that celebrities or billionaires have and realize that they're probably not necessary or maybe you want to try them and see if then you become a billionaire. I don't think I'm going to become a billionaire anytime soon because my routine is super bland. But with that, I do think that wraps up my routines recap. And honestly, like I said, simplicity is key for me. I do wish that I had some more intense routines that I could share with you all so that you can be successful, but I haven't quite figured that out myself, so I think we're all figuring it out together. And I don't know, like I said, I think routines are fun to try. So definitely try some out, mix up your routine from time to time, and then go back to your old one because there's a reason why it is your current routine. With that... That is all I have for today. If you liked this episode, make sure to head over to my Instagram at chillchatspodcast and let me know. I really appreciate any and all feedback or comments or likes. Any sort of engagement means a lot to me. And as always, I just really want to thank you all for listening. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. If you go to the beach, just remember to be aware of sharks, not saying that there will be sharks, but just watch out for them and remember that you are in their home so don't be alarmed if you see one, but also get out of the water because like, it is a little bit alarming if you see a shark. All jokes aside, I hope that you're all having an amazing summer so far. I do want to let you know that I am going to be having two more episodes in this season and then I am going to be taking a break. I've decided to make this a 10 episode season, so like I said, I'm going to have two more. I'll go into more details about this in the coming weeks, but But I'll be back next week with an exciting guest. So be on the lookout for that. Till next Thursday though, I hope you all stay cool and I hope you have a great rest of your week.